does he get those wonderful toys? I love that freaking movie. There's so dude. many quotable, quotable things. No. Dude. Ah. Dude. My... Dude. What's dude. going on, dude? Dude, where's my car? My... Where is my car? Headset jumped out my... Okay. Oh, no. Take a, take a selfie. Take a selfie and we'll... I normally we'll... don't. We'll be right back after these messages. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a live edition, our usual Saturday live edition of the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. There's too much noise going on over there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> how's it going? How's it I'll going, I'll try not man? to move. Yeah. Shanti, how's it going? We got 97 Bravo. We had an extra seat because uh, our uh, wonderful co-host, Brad, is uh, on a little day trip down south, Ooh. heading to Florida to... Uh, a little R and R, as they say. Everyone in his comes world. to Florida, but won't visit me in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> totally right. Absolutely. So tonight, we're going to be talking about everyone's favorite Dark Knight, Cape Crusader, world's greatest detective, and um, to join us. Uh, as I was starting to say, we've got uh, ninety-seven Bravo. I am uh, sporting a little T-shirt here. Thank you. Oh, very very nice, 97 Bravo. Nice. Wow. So, um, how's it going, brother? Very cool. How are you guys doing? Good. It's good. It's been a wild ride this last uh what year? More than mm -hmm. a year or so. Yeah. With Scarif and and Red 5 and everything going on. It's been quite the quite the journey. It's been a roller coaster, um, but uh, it's been a fun ride, and uh, the ride is not over yet. We got a lot of things cooking, a lot of things <laughs> brewing up in the Red Five house, and uh, one of the things that uh, we are very excited about is this summer, July twenty three, we are doing ScarifCon twenty twenty two. Our um, I keep forgetting the fourth annual. Mm -hmm. Is it the fourth annual? Yeah, the fourth, fourth annual get together. And here's the thing. You don't have to be like a Red 5 Network podcast or content creator to come and join us and have fun here in Chicago. Um, we're going to, uh, you know, live it up. I think we got uh, there's several people that uh, have already planned um, to take over the city. So that should be <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, we got Joker Voice in the house. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Lunar Girl, our our Blue Wrench Girl. And I, I know she has not seen the film, so I don't know how she's going to mod uh, <laughs> the chat. But uh, also, Nicole, thank you, Nicole, for uh, joining us tonight. And uh, it, it's going to be, you know, it, it's Batman is one of those uh, superheroes that's uh, not really a superhero in the traditional sense. Uh, you know, he's got no superpowers. He's just got some super smarts and some uh, wonderful toys, as I said uh, earlier. But um, he's a very fascinating character. And I know, you know, we've had uh, many incarnations of the Dark Knight 
um, you know, this uh, this week we we got another incarnation of of the character, and um, let's uh, let's start talking about it because he he's uh, you know played uh, I think played uh, fairly great by uh, ex vampire uh, <laughs> sparkles. Back sparkles. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's just. Well, you want to just get it out of the way first. Elephant yeah, in I the room. I want you to get out of the way first. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. I don't. I don't have anything against him personally. I haven't necessarily been drawn to a whole lot that he's done. Right. With that being said, my immersement of him as an actor starts and ends with Tenant. So I'm watching Tenant, having been having done what I did in the military and stuff, uh, watching those people do what they did. He pulled me out of it. There were several things about the movie that didn't really work for Tenet that didn't really work for me, but he in particular in that role, I didn't really, it didn't really grab me. Um, mm-hmm. Just in that context, me, because of the similar roles that we had had. Beyond that, so in the movie, I I honestly thought, don't get me wrong, that his his Batman in suit, no shit, no stuff. Beep beep. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, beat that later. Um, it's okay. It was. It's live. It was oh, yeah, for the podcast or whatever. I'm sorry. There were things I could have said. My point is, is that he's his Batman was iconic in the sense that it stood out from all the other ones. Right. Each of the Batman have really really put their foot down and sort of created their own zip code around the character it's it's difficult because it is what it is and it's so iconic and it's been around you know since the 30s and those kinds of things and it's so to actually do what he did um in the suit i thought he did well in the suit as bruce wayne that's a completely different story. The hair, I, then I start to nitpick. Okay, then I go into, okay, I get away from the whole thing. But actually, as filling the room as Batman, when the dude walked in, he's Batman. He's young Batman, which was interesting. Um, I did have, it, again, nitpicking things about him as an actor. Of course, the information surrounding the film. And it's not an it's not an issue. It's just it's it's baggage we take into the show with us. You know, it's unfortunate, but that's just what we all do. We surround ourselves with information. Um, sometimes it's easy to sort of parse away, but uh, I thought he did well. Okay, I, I think, like I said, he created his his Batman. But there were issues with, and this is again nitpicking, but. It, 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 I don't know. I'm not going to, we can get into the specifics of that, but I thought in just to answer the question, I think he impressed me as Batman with Bruce Wayne. I was a little less impressed. I thought maybe he was the weakest Bruce Wayne, if that makes sense. That's a better yeah, review totally. than I thought he was right. going to get. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, let, let's, um, let, let's, um, let's talk a little general here and let's go into what uh, each of us thought of the film overall. It's a, a, a long film, mm-hmm. uh, almost three hours long, which, uh, you know, I, I never complain about a long film. And I know, 
uh, a lot of people do, uh, and especially the uh, the movie theaters, because obviously they can't charge, you know, they can't bill for two hour movies. They got to start billing for. They make less money, in other words. Um, right. But you know, th- this um, AMC's changing that though. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. And you know, there's. I, I don't think there's going to be anything that replaces the movie experience. Going out, actually, going out to a movie theater and seeing a movie with uh, with people. We've we've covered that topic before here on Scarif uh, Podcast, and we've uh, talked with many friends that enjoy you know the experience. Um, so that's kind of like a done deal. We we love it. Um, I think we probably would pay you know premium to have that experience it's 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 something that is just out there for for us especially for you know for people that love you know going to the movies and experiencing that sort of thing the escapism um but let, let's uh let's go around the room and and kind of get uh take our temperature as far as what what we thought the uh the overall feeling of of the movie was and shanti you know obviously you, you're <laughs> dressed as catwoman and you love Batman. We we know all that. But what uh, what was your take on this? Obviously, going in, we didn't really know, and you were staying away from spoilers, so that's great. Yeah. I I was kind of too, for the mm-hmm. most part. There's not a lot of like spoilery things in the film. It's just a well constructed film, I think. But Shanti, let's start with you. Well, I think you all know by now <laughs> that I loved this movie, so I personally give it <laughs> ten out of ten. But um. Regarding the length, <laughs> regarding the length of the movie, I personally didn't have a problem with it because I think for the story they were telling, the amount of characters that were involved, honestly, I think it did need to be a three hours, and I think it would have suffered greatly if you would have cut out half an hour or maybe a whole hour. I think it would actually would have felt too rushed. Um, I have very little nitpicks. But in terms of loving it, I just felt like this was the best representation of Batman. We finally got a really true detective story. And I think this is the most I have ever seen. (laughs) I think this is the most I've ever seen Batman on a movie working with Gordon, which Mm. I loved. Really seeing that partnership, I think, is what I loved the most out of the entire movie. However, because of that, though... I guess spoiler alert because I don't know who's in the chat, but my one gripe was the lack of Alfred because Mm -hmm. I love Alfred. I've always found Alfred to be very essential and I understand it's only his second year. So maybe they're still trying to find out in what capacity they need to use Alfred. But that was actually one of my biggest problems because Alfred has always been the one to kind of weigh him down. You know what I mean? But I guess because of the way it played out, I can. I guess it makes sense why they didn't use them too much. And let's, uh, you know, let's rewind a little bit because you mentioned year two, and obviously the film. Um, there were a lot of clues there that uh, tells you exactly where Batman was in his crime fighting mm-hmm. career. You had that journal that was. There was a shot where the the he's writing something, and then he closes it, and you can see her. You can see on the cover it said year two right. something or other. Um, Gordon and said Gordon said, yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, so he says it. So they're working together. And then later on, Penguin calls both of them the world's greatest detectives, which I thought was an awesome, awesome little Great. tidbit there mm-hmm. from from the comic books. And I, I, I think that's one of the reasons that I really enjoyed um, the Batman, because it really uh, took us back to the the actual the the origins of of Batman and his his I guess his expertise in in solving this this crime, 
this uh, really, I, I don't want, it, it was, it was not like convoluted or anything, but there were a lot of layers in the, um, in the themes and in the story um, as far as what they were trying to figure out. So right. I liked the fact that there was just a lot there, um, right. you know, a three hour movie, you know, his, uh, his father was involved, his, uh, there was some history with, with the mother that kind of took, came into play um you know the, the the criminal underworld and then the kind of the hand in hand working together with the Wayne Industries inadvertently you know did they actually work together so it's there's a lot there that uh that I really enjoyed um and if it weren't for somebody in spandex wearing a cowl and a cape I think this was a really really good like movie movie like a really yeah, good mystery a really I good agree. um you know just uh, off the shelf, like you know, thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, Bravo! What would you think? I know you uh, you posted early on when you saw uh, the film. You you posted a couple of uh, thoughts uh, right off the bat. But uh, are we are we changing your mind? Um, <laughs> no, I think that I think that in the the space that I I had, and I'm trying to find the tweet now. But in the space that I had, um, okay, <laughs> wow. Well, okay. <laughs> Oh, okay. Did you find it? Did you find it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Found it. yeah. Um, no, I think that that right out of the gate, at that time when I was when I was sitting in the in my truck or whatever, I forget exactly how how long after the movie it was, but I was processing it, and the way that um, the reason the reason I gave it six point five out of ten, a lot of it had to do with for me. And I think we'll get into this later because we were talking about this a little bit in the chat uh, earlier today was the uh, was the Riddler. So you're talking about multi layers here. And it appeared to me that everyone who wore a mask was better when the mask was on. You know what I'm saying? They were. The penguin wore his mask the whole time, but the penguin, I thought stood out as a penguin you know i didn't quite understand what the deformity was like on his face or i don't know if that was explained maybe i missed it but i didn't quite know what all was going on with him but um and i didn't understand why they were doing a show and when i heard heard that they were doing a show before the movie had even come out i was like holy crap this is going to be like peacemaker because it that was also you know how quickly those were both done so it didn't really that was my first impression but having seen him I'm sort of interested if it's is it is penguin it's happening in between the movies isn't it the isn't that am i to understand that correctly because i think think so the show yeah yeah, the jim gordon show and um i believe so right so it's after this batman so i'm kind of intrigued by that now having seen him do that um he was in very heavy makeup and i guess there was even a story of him going out to get coffee yeah. Full prosthetics. Did you hear that? Yes. Yeah. No one. No one recognized him. Yeah, people looked at him because he was peculiar, but no right. one was like, "Oh, Colin Farrell." But um, yeah, I think the whole mask thing, the multi-layer mask aspect of it. What I pulled out of it was when they weren't in their masks, they were more pathetic, mm-hmm. as they mm-hmm. were. More more human, more relatable, however you want to view it. Because when the Riddler was out of his mask, that was it. I completely, I, and that's why 
when I'm talking about the, the, you know, if you read my tweet, I don't go into specifics in the tweet, but that third act was when he's revealed and there's that dialogue and stuff and he's in everything he's doing in Arkham. I'm, I'm completely disconnected because I'm watching someone do something that they just, I think the promotion for it messed me up to tell you the truth, because I think it was Vanity Fair came out with an interview talking about all the processes this dude did in order to get in the character and this and that. And I sit down and when he takes the mask off, I, I don't know. There was this total disconnect. I didn't really get the creepiness, the scary. I didn't, he didn't scare me as I forget Edward, whatever the accountant. Yeah. No, he wasn't. Neg- nat- no, I know he wasn't. Nat- but- right. Exactly. The whatever. And then I don't know it, the whole, it, it sort of broke down for me when he was, you know, he was caught and then unmasked and all of that stuff. And then there's that, it did build tension. And this is where I made the correlation between Zodiac and seven with this is I felt, I did feel that this was to your point earlier, not only a, the world's greatest detective, but I think seven was pretty friggin' awesome as far as like the detective and like the walk that this killer was pulling them on this mm-hmm. whole thing and that's how i felt the riddler was doing it he was right. he was pulling us into the story then he's caught and you know as i'm as the movie's happening i'm thinking because you know remember the iconic sequence in the uh in the trailer where it's up on the diner and we see that and i'm thinking okay well that's not in the beginning so maybe it's right. at the end like they can't you so i'm trying to place it and that's again the problem I have with three minute trailers mm-hmm. is that it shows so much that unfortunately what I do is I go, okay, well, where is that? Right. And then all of a sudden I'm going, wait, that actor hasn't shown up yet, you know, or like Chris Evans and, and what's his nuts is I knew Chris Evans was the killer because of how the movie was playing out. Right. Right. He's, he's in the, I forget what the name knives out. He's in the trailer. He's the world's biggest actor at the time. He's Captain America, whatever have you. And he's in it for three seconds. And then for 45 minutes, there's no Chris Evans. I'm like, hmm, he's probably did it. But anyways, in this one, it was. So it didn't uh, it didn't subvert your expectations. (laughs) He he loves using that line. Would you have preferred that they had Paul Dano unmasked the entire time instead? I think I think that showing him. I think I think the mystery of how the trailer was set up, mm-hmm. I was really excited for it to be like a John Doe from Seven type thing where you gotcha. half saw him and it wasn't you never knew who it was. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. We didn't like Batman knew, but like mm-hmm. we never really were in on the joke or whatever. But the the thing at, at Arkham, I I don't know, it pulled me it pulled me out of the creepiness that they were achieving when he was masked and he's doing the tape and he's actually doing stuff right. as you know, in the mask. Cause that, yeah. that was rather creepy. You know, how yeah. it was. Stuff. I was curious how that rather simple setup was going to play out, but I think you know, you'd the, rather the... that him being thrown in Arkham been at the very, very, very end so that you never saw right. his face kind of thing. Okay. All right. Right. That's, I, I don't know. But... I can see that. But again, I do appreciate the fact that, like you were saying before, it had to, it, it was told the way it needed to be told. Right. I right. did appreciate the movie and the, and the six out of seven or seven point or 6.5 or whatever. That's not, that's not horrible. It's just that when you start getting into like eights and stuff, I start thinking like that really pulled me in. I was, mm-hmm. I, wow. That would, and I didn't really, there were several things that just felt 
heartbeatish to too much, uh, um, too much of the pulse of Zodiac and Seven, the journals and the the cryptic mm-hmm. writing and and it just even in the promotions it sort of, I mean they even said it that it was you know he's inspired by it but yeah, um, I don't know the it. I don't know. It just came down nope. to the masses. But I agree with you because that's the same reason why I really can't still put this movie above The Dark Knight. Because if you're going to compare this villain to right. Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger really does carry that whole movie. And I don't know how good The Dark Knight really would have been, honestly, without Heath Ledger. Right. And you and I were talking about this earlier, that's- Ro. You cannot even... Like the same thing with Colin Farrell as the Penguin. You cannot even believe that that's Heath Ledger under there. You don't get the sense that it's Heath Ledger at all. You don't hear it. You don't see it. Unfortunately, with Paul Dano, yeah, I agree with you, Ro. The moment he took his mask off, I'm just like, yeah, it's Paul Dano. That's right. So I get it. No, I totally yeah. get it. I totally get and that, it. And, and this is the reason, you know, we talk about this all the time and on, on some Star Wars shows when you bring in, you know, actors with names, mm-hmm. you know, playing these iconic roles because – it take it does take you out to some degree and i think if if he were unmasked and it was somebody that you didn't know right then the the suspension of disbelief the freakiness would still kind of haunt you a little bit like wait a minute is you know i know this is a movie but yeah. is it really and then you start to think about the characters and you get entrenched in 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 their actions um and I think, you know, that's obviously that's a big danger when you bring in, you know, these big actors to play these iconic roles. Um, I don't like that per se, for the most part. Sometimes it's okay. You know, you got uh, the stapler guy uh, trying to pay tribute to Boba Fett and everybody's mm-hmm. like, well, what's going on? So, you know, <laughs> yeah. so, it, so it is a problem. Yeah. But I mean, at the same um, point, he still creeped me out. I mean, he was still very good at just playing oh, a completely nuts character i mean even when he was doing his screaming and yelling or whatever in the cell while he's talking to batman i'm still kind of like this guy is freaking lunatic that's the the thing that he that he tapped into was the fact that he's not accepting that his reality is not reality right he's like what are you talking about like Mm -hmm. this entire and so but paul dano i mean name a name a character that he hasn't played that role and right. you know what I mean? That he's not unhinged. Cause I think it wasn't his first role. He was like a, a teenage killer or something like that. You know, just I completely. mean, and there will be blood. He's completely insane in that movie. So yeah. Is, so, is Kelly I agree. St- yeah. He has played, played this kind of role before. He is. Is Kelly, is Kelly still in the chat? She may have gone, honestly. Why do we have a <laughs> No, we've got, I don't know. I, I keep getting something uh, weird coming into the, into Uh-oh. the stream here. Treated. Yeah, by Cam maybe. Oh, oh Cam, yeah. No, was, <laughs> and uh oh. You know, we're talking about the Joker. I don't know what's going on. Hold, hold on a second. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm trying to call you. I'm trying to reach you. Yes. Trying to get a hold of the Batman. <laughs> mm, I think, I think the warranty, the extended warranty has been expired on your Batmobile.
That was weird. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, I don't know what that was. What was going on <laughs> the jury is so serious. <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, wow. just having a little, having a little fun there. Um, I will say, as much as I did like Paul Dano, though, I still th- I actually really loved Colin Farrell and John Turturro. Oh man! You know, it's funny with they Colin so Farrell. Good. I was looking at his face, like trying, trying I to like couldn't. get him out. Oh, I couldn't. It was, couldn't. Just it was yeah. even that barely. And sounding, forget it. It didn't sound like him at all. Yeah, they did something up here too, like right underneath his eyebrows, because yeah. it was it was just his eyes. But it was amazing. You yeah. you would never would have known. You never. I would never would have guessed that dude. And I really <laughs> love John Turturro. John Turturro was so good in this movie. I really did he like him so as Carmine. Greasy. That's yeah, he was crazy. great. No, I yeah, loved him. Uh, yeah. Let's uh. Let's uh. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the mood of this movie. Um, tongue in cheek, I think I saw somebody post. I think one of the uh, reviewers said that uh, he hates the fact that nobody in Gotham City turns on a light bulb. Uh, but I think uh, that goes along with obviously the the look of the movie, the 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 uh, the st- the state of Gotham City here. But I think you know. I know a lot of people don't like these superhero movies to be dark and moody and so serious. And, you know, we've got one one end that is very, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe. There's a joke every three minutes. Um, but I really enjoy the dark and mysterious. And, you know, even, you know, that opening sequence when... Um, these, uh, these scum of, uh, Gotham city are like, you know, just looking at the shadows. I mean, that mm-hmm. brought you, that, you that brought you into that world. They were fearful of the shadows even the, so the legend of the Batman is, is <clears throat> well underway here. You've got right. the, the bat signal up in the sky and, you know, people are looking over their shoulders and these guys are looking into the shadows, freaking out. Something is going to come out of there. And then we get, you know, that final shot where, you know, the, the, the clown dudes on the, uh, the L platform there, you know, actually see him come forward. And that's like, oh, um, do you guys have a problem with the uh, dark and moody? No, especially when it comes to a certain character. If you're saying right. that about Batman, I highly suggest you go and Wikipedia Batman really quick if you want, because <laughs> He's not a light character. And if you are looking for a campier Batman, then go watch the Schumacher films and watch reruns of the 1960s Batman. Because quite frankly, that is not Batman to me. And if not, then continue watching Marvel. Well, I think, yeah, isn't it? I mean, I mean, there is something for everybody. Sure. Right. And I think that for me, there was a split. There was pre-1989 Michael Keaton Batman. Everything before that was the Silver Age or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. But I think at that point, I think graphic novels really came back. I think that was a turning point in a focus back to comic books in general. Because I know for me, when that came out, that's exactly what I did. Oh, let's go to the comic book store, right? Type thing. And that's precisely how I got into some of these books that were coming out around you know several years even after that was because of the the michael keaton movie so i think that there are two ways of looking at the darkness you have all the 
the gray and the blue Batman, and then you mm-hmm. have post post Michael Keaton, it's more. It not only is it dark, but it's more tactical. It's more practical. It's more what would Batman be in real life instead of even with Michael Keaton before Schumacher, it was um, campy ish. I mean, I've watched it and they've got yeah. Prince and, and you know Prince's music's in it and stuff. And there's so it has that kind of detachment or whatever. Yeah. But then you have the mood and there were sort of strange sort of over the top moments because no one really knew how to do comic book movies at the time or how to find a joker or you know who i don't know it was just it was an oddity to have a batman movie like that i think it ideally was supposed to be self-contained and then it did well surprise and so that's what when it did well especially in generation x who was already dark and moody anyways they were like come on dude we got you and it was just let's let's do the dark stuff, and I think that's kind of the premise. And if you were never into the the older stuff, mm-hmm. um, I was never into into the TV show. I, it was on, and I knew about it, whatever have you. But it wasn't like it wasn't a focal point or anything. So right. there was there was a relative disconnect until for me because I wasn't into comics at the time. Was the bat the first Batman movie? So the darkness of that is sort of there's like a completely different generation of Batman fans, much like Star Wars and stuff. Mm -hmm. Every iteration of Star Wars has a new generation of fans and Batman did, too. So very true. By the way, in Tim Burns defense, he did not want those Prince songs in the movie, by the way. Just he did not want the Prince music at all. He was disappointed with that. I kind of and I love Prince, but it didn't belong in those movies. And I think that that's why. Batman Returns did better with fans oh, such a was because they were like, all right, dude, you got this. And he just did his thing. Yeah. Some fans who weren't, you know, maybe keen on it, it was too dark and, you know, you got Penguin with the drippy this and whatever have you. Exactly. <laughs> Clearly so, love Batman Returns. They, they didn't understand what yeah. t- this weird dude, Beetlejuice dude was doing mm-hmm. with their Batman, man. You know what I'm saying? That That's, I think, the friction in the whole thing. And I love his dark Batman. It's great. And then, so what do we get from that? I mean, Val Kilmer, don't get me wrong. Val Kilmer and, and, and George Clooney, there are aspects of it. You watch those things. You can't take them seriously. It's, 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 it's it's not the George Clooney one with the card and the, what didn't he have a bat card? Yes. Yes. Good through, good through forever. (laughs) Yes. And Rose favorite, the bat nips. Mm-hmm. Latex, latex nipples. Did you find Pattinson to kind of remind you a little bit of Keaton's portrayal, just the way he used his voice? Because Keaton didn't go the Bale, obviously, you know, Bale did his own thing with the voice and stuff. But I felt like there was an awkwardness. <laughs> there was like an awkwardness of the two of them. You could, you know, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but I felt like I got shades of Keaton through Pattinson a little bit. There was vulnerability, and this is right. My that's the word. I don't. I don't know the guy, right? So I don't yeah. know his work, and I don't know where he's going or what his faces look like. You know what I'm saying? Like you can mm-hmm. tell, like Harrison Ford. I expect to see Harrison Ford in a movie because you know there are mannerisms and things like that. I thought gotcha. that like his vulner the vulnerability aspect of it. Again, it goes to the mask. When he was when he was Batman, he was Batman, and then obviously he was Batman out of that. But they went so far to show you that the Bruce Wayne was separated from the Batman uh, mm-hmm. psyche wise, or he was at least trying to sever that what, and doing a bad job at it was the, the physical aspect of it. 
because I started to pay attention to, and I joked, I, I joked, I've been messing with Shanti this entire week. <laughs> but yeah, that was the thing was when they had that one meme that had um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, where he has mm-hmm. his back and you see his ribs and all that stuff, that one shot from the from mm-hmm. behind. Yeah. And then the shot from the Batman where he's, he's taking off something and you see him from behind and it's like, dude, how do you, how do you do what you do and not get bigger or more defined or more, you know what I'm saying? Like you're right. a billionaire, you should be eating well. So, or I'm, you know, he's messed up or whatever, but there were just some physical factors to him outside of it. And I, what age were they trying to play him? I have a, yeah, I have a counter to that. I would say if it's his second year, he's probably what, maybe in his twenties, almost towing the line of 30. My thing is it's only his second year as Batman. He's been building up all this time through his childhood and stuff like that, probably to do this. So I feel like he's still not mentally in that space to be oh, the, totally not. the right. Bruce Wayne billionaire bachelor that right. we know. So mm-hmm. I feel like when and if we get a second movie, and I'm sure we will, I think maybe when we get a second movie, maybe they'll beef him up more. But at the same time, what I find funny is we all love Michael Keaton, and Michael Keaton to me is a very shrimpy Batman, and no one seems to give three shits that he isn't muscular. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So to me, that is just details i don't really care if he's super physical because at the end of the day right. he's got the bat suit you know what i mean but no, but i get what you're saying as well it, and it I, I don't think weird. i don't think batman is i don't think a requirement of of uh looking or liking batman is that he's muscular you know he's not the yeah. hulk he's not superman no. he uses he uses this instead of this and I think, um, I mean, in the know, comic books, they make them look huge, but yeah, that's Batman a more romanticized, right? Kind of slender. Well, right. Of course. My, I think, I, I think where I was looking at it from was if, if I did that. So right. if I did that, I wouldn't, he wouldn't look like me right now. Right. Is what right. I'm saying. You know yeah, I know. I, mean? I totally like, get you. If you're running, if you're jumping, if you're pulling yourself up, are you going to look like the green arrow dude? Yeah. That, that fucking dude have you seen that guy in the workout yeah. they're not fucking, right. yeah. i just think this is still a very deeply depressed gonna... batman well yeah <laughs> you know what i mean he just hasn't gotten to that space yet mm-hmm. no i think I, my my point is is in just doing the job mm-hmm. i think without even doing anything extra i think right. he he would be there would be more um he, not imposing. That's not even it. He's not going to look like Thor. I don't need him to look what like Thor. What are you Thor. doing, Ro? Where did he go? <laughs> oh, he's taking his pants off. Oh. <laughs> it's pants off time. Yeah, it's that kind of party. Here we go. I'm trying to focus okay. this damn camera. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, Joker Voice said uh, regarding the voiceover, it was a little Blade Runner-ish, but I can't remember. I know he had that voiceover at the beginning and towards the end was there were there any voiceover in the middle in there somewhere not that i remember i liked the voiceover yeah. it gave it more of that noir feel yes. it really made it feel more like a gumshoe right. detective detective kind of exactly right. right yeah i, I see, totally I agree i don't i don't think what they did was create a bad product i think right. what ended up happening for me was that there were things along the way that drug it down and it's not that I had expectations. It was just like, for example, in the third act. Well, I don't know if we're, if we're talking chronologically, but um, in the third act, when the Riddler's captured, or yeah, the Riddler's captured, or whatever, and then the drones start showing up, mm-hmm. and they have the full-blown. There, there were to talk about things that took me out of it. 
there's a sequence um i forget exactly i think it's like halfway through or whatever have you where he takes off the he's facing the camera and he takes off the cowl okay when he does so it's quite obvious here that mm -hmm. it it's rubber like it right. totally crunches you know whatever have you and i it's not like i had a problem with that but at in the moment but then all of a sudden in the third act when they're using hunting rifles in the, i think it was a an arena or something like that but anyways the, the whole where they're chasing him he literally gets shot in the head with right. a hunting rifle after like 20 minutes earlier taking off a rubber what because i i, I saw it too yeah so there were things like that along the way right. that i was like okay so it's pulling me out of the movie do you see what i'm saying i i think what they did i think way that where they can go is up i think that again he was imposing as batman and to take um shanti's point i can now sort of respect him and where he's at as far as not wanting to to get physical over it because it is year two right and to your point being bigger in the next one because it's year four or whatever it is um so maybe hopefully someday get to old man bruce wayne where he's right. like you know that that kind of crazy stuff but there are places for it to improve um now that's the, funny the helmet thing that was such a that's something i didn't even like notice it could be just a small yeah and he, he detail. took it off like, that's you not can see that, that the even... rubber kind of uh bent when right. he took it off and i'm like mm -hmm. oh that's that's not supposed to be rubber is it because, like, maybe with... maybe maybe it was a scientifically improved uh polymer yeah because they don't they don't really get Carbon into what the right. bat suit is made of no. yeah they don't which, get into that was, which was cool in this one um the other thing was the car when they introduced the batmobile you know, in the promos, I didn't like the Batmobile. When I watched no, it in the movie, I, I was like, oh, yeah. No, I loved it. That 1970s muscle car, love it. That's that's Got the it. trick. Didn't that shit switch quickly? Okay, so there we are, right? So so I'm, <laughs> there are people around me, and I'm vocal for whatever reason during this movie. Not talking, but I'm like, what? <laughs> I, forget, I forget where it was, but all of a sudden... The penguin looks over and it's this quick oh, yeah. shot or whatever. And there's this long shot on the car and the car's like, mm. I love it. He's revving up. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, what? I don't know. It, it, Did you hate it or love it? I can't tell what he's going yeah, through. It took me out of the moment. It took me Why? out of the moment. I don't know. It just, and then they showed the back and I was like, what? And it was this, I don't know. It, for whatever I reason, love that car. itching forward thing. And I'm like, you could, totally run him over you're like right there dude like this i think he was, did that to scare him and that yeah was the thing. yeah it's like yeah. going back to rose point as being mm -hmm. like the fear and stuff there were just moments that that there are little things about it that i thought were actually cool and and i did post that in my tweet <laughs> i gotta go back and read your tweets <laughs> uh, it, the, this, the whole thing felt phoned in was the second line i said batman was okay the whole thing felt phoned in phoned in to explain that is the I, I it felt disconnected and i think i had a hard time in this moment i'm not making excuses for myself but in this moment about an hour and a half after i saw the movie i think i was not at the point where i was getting the whole masks thing um that mask was actually the theme of it and i wasn't actually i wasn't plugged into it as it was as it was occurring it was only after 
um, thinking about it, mm-hmm. um, that it that mask aspect really sort of it 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 sort of changes how I view it. But I did see the characters different separately, and I thought the I thought Selena. I thought Selena was weaker, or I'm sorry, I thought Catwoman was weaker when she had her mask on, and I thought she was better with her mask off, and I thought Wayne was weak, and I thought Batman was outstanding. Right. And that's yeah. the cool thing I, about and I think that could about be intentional. Batman. Yeah, that's the cool yeah. thing about the of, of the franchise or, or not the franchise, mm-hmm. but the character. There's such a duality between right. Batman and yeah. and Bruce Wayne, you know, uh, Catwoman and Selena. There's there's these these weird like psychological things that are in place in this particular character that it's it's the same with everyone the joker you know the riddler obviously you know when people wear masks they are totally different people than when they're not wearing masks so it's it's that dichotomy in character that i love about uh batman and it really you can start to see it obviously we know um in future films or in future moments of this character where he ends up and we have a little glimpse of that towards the end when he narrates and says well maybe i'm not vengeance maybe the the world needs gotham city needs a symbol so there's Mm -hmm. a there's a a point in his um character growth that we start to see where he's going to end up and i think that's pretty cool i think that moral code is finally coming in exactly i think you know you really saw like even in the trailers you saw you saw batman you know you know cracking ass i mean mm-hmm. he you know he's punching this guy in the face who are you i'm vengeance yeah. i mean that that's pretty strong and at mm-hmm. the end of the you know at the end of the movie he realizes okay well i might have to change uh right. and that i mean to me that's fascinating it's it's a great character growth and especially for a comic book movie uh mm-hmm. a person you know a character uh, bigger than life that's you know not um you know based on any one you know particular thing in history um mm-hmm. other than fiction i think it's i think it's fantastic i think i i think they did it pretty well in this movie um and to to shanti's point i think if the movie would have been shorter that would not have been teased as well or brought out to the surface as well as it was right i agree I think, yeah I think the length the length of the movie I felt the length of the movie because of the moments I'm I'm describing that sort of pulled me out of, of mm. what they were doing. There were aspects where it, they they felt new to the characters and I didn't I gave them that. You know what I'm saying like Alfred not being in it, but when Alfred was in it, Alfred was spot on. I liked mm-hmm. I liked yeah. what um he did with the character. I me think too. of what I know of him um, I do like a more, I do like an Alfred who's closer in age to, to Bruce. Okay. Um, like, uh, what was the, it doesn't matter. But my point is I, I do like, I don't like the old man, Alfred. I like Alfred yeah, to be able you. to handle right. himself, you know, type thing. He's, he's out, you know, his time's done, but he can still handle himself. Right. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of Gotham. The, the TV show. Oh, right. yeah, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. So having, and I love that character, or that that actor, I, I think that dude's pretty pretty cool. But the way he played Alfred, I, I you know, and them being closer in age. Is that um, Pertwee? Mm-hmm, yes, yes. That's, I, uh, I don't remember Gotham very well. 
That's uh, that's really cool because that is the son of John Pertwee, uh, one of the doctors from Doctor Who. Mm. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I don't. Okay, and, and that's the other thing, too, is is going back. Like I was talking with my wife before this. She was like, you didn't like it. And that's what she got out of the 6.5. Right, yeah. well, that's not what I'm saying. And I'm trying to justify now. But I'm looking at the, the 6.5, I think, is hard because yes i do understand what they were what they were doing now and i didn't mm-hmm. quite grasp it at the time that was going on and some you know i'm not kadish i'm not a, a movie dude where i'm gonna break down well the reason they put that light there is no i don't <laughs> so as a fan and as a as a movie goer um that's how i view my stuff man right sure. I, I try to keep it simple is was that fun cool what what points did i like it or what drug it down and mm-hmm. that's kind of i there were aspects in in talking about the the aspects of it that were goofy the unintentionally goofy as fuck um i just want to get those out of the way because the last 40 minutes or so like when they're when they're doing the bicycle i'm sorry like uh, there was another thing too. oh there was well, yeah when they're they're leaving mm-hmm. and, but, and they're on the bikes mm-hmm. and i love you like, i love you too yeah. <laughs> say goodbye. Guys, you say goodbye. You say goodbye. You're such dicks. <laughs> guys are such dicks. They get to the end and it was like because they're going on two different paths. It's but you know what's funny when they <laughs> both got on their dick. yeah when they did that shot I was thinking to myself why doesn't Batman just wait until she leaves because they're because it's all part of their sexual tension in nature they're teasing each other they're playing cat and mouse with each other and then they're going their separate ways and going on two different paths at the end you guys are not looking like this at like a painting you got to analyze it so here's yeah you guys are not artistic enough here's the here's the funny thing too um i want to i want to get into like the special effects and stuff stuff like that because that's in my brain too there is uh some some funny things that kind of uh you know me as a spanish speaker when (laughs) when the code started coming out when the 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 not the code the um when white people write films is that what you're no 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 no. (laughs) when when they started using spanish for for Uh the um the secret code the the clue that he was giving yes yes, the rat with the bat and everybody's trying to figure out yeah. What's you know? It's is a. Right. I'm like, dude, El it's a bat. Lie. A rat with wings is a bat. It's a bat. You're, know, you're looking too. at it right there. Like you, you are the third the victim. They said the same thing. Figure, I watched. Oh my god. That's what I'm saying. Like shit was coming out of my mouth. I'm not like that in the theater. It's a rat. A rat with wings. A fucking bat. <laughs> well, I don't know, Alfred. What do you think it is? It did like 40 minutes. Yeah. And I'm looking around. I don't know. Does anybody else say Abla? (laughs) It was just, and he has all that equipment and then analyzing this, that, and the other thing, and they get this. I knew what they were saying. How do you fight? Oh, turn it like this. The computer was wrong. Oh, yeah. Okay, whatever. No, it, 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 there were just moments. There were just moments that, yeah, I should should probably put a 7.5 because it wasn't horrible. But again, I'm I'm still thinking about the fact that he's only two years in. He's not. He's not Sherlock Holmes just yet. You know what I mean? So I have there's we're so used to seeing Batman so far into his like career Career. already. And that's and I think that's the issue. We're not used yeah, we're not used to this. That's literally the problem I have with Batman Begins. Is Batman Begins, I'm like, Christian Bale's like how old? 
You know what I'm saying? I'm like, right. where are we at here? And he's got the hair and, oh, I'm so young. And like, dude, no, you're not. What are you? <laughs> it reminds me of Steve Buscemi in that one film. He's like, how you doing, kids? And he's walking into high school with the teacher. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like, what the fuck is it? But by the time, so at the end of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, Batman's Batman. Because he's done, you know, right. he's done his, his 10 minutes of training. But in the beginning, I'm like not connecting with Christian Bale. But Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises... I'm like, this is, I'm vested. I know what to expect. Yeah. And I'm like, let's do this. And he's in the character and he just goes. And I do understand that each Batman sort of has to wedge their own, their shit. It's, hey, this is plant the flag. This is me. And no mm-hmm. one wants to do Keaton and that sure. kind of thing. And how does yeah. he do that without, how does he do that without being sparkles and brooding? <laughs> and looking. There's that one shot. He's just, it's just his eyes. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. But it, it but I get it. And I'll tell you what, that, bat fucking nose i hate it i hate the real oh Oh, you know what let me i i gotta i gotta mention something there were there were a couple of shots in the dark with with him as a silhouette Mm -hmm. that really for me that really harkened back to the adam west batman because you can see Mm -hmm. you can see the eyebrow the outline of the eyebrow in the shadow contour and i thought that was pretty brilliant Mm -hmm. the the mask comes out if you look yeah Yeah. a little bit and then here on the eyes it comes from the skin so there's this whole almost goggleish yeah when he's front on he has more like under the chin he has more there so in that sense he looks they really did when you're looking dead on he doesn't look like right no he's pretty imposing too yeah right but the nose, the I don't know. I didn't. I didn't care on the bat face. The the, the difference between, because it looks like a part was sewed on for his nose. <laughs> I'm Look sorry. It's just the, it's the it's the shit you get hung up on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like we're like we're talking about the nose on. The... Well, this is the thing, right? No, it's a shot. I love you, Bravo. No, it's <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I don't know what what you I don't know. It's so that's too anyway. funny. Let's talk a little a bit about special effects. Suit, though I thought it was a very imposing suit. The boots, the oh, boots yeah. added when he stomped yeah. in. I mean, very I, practical. The suit was I very loved it. They did not explain. Plate. Yeah, they did not explain know, what the, the chest plate. No. But I, I I think that's Better. okay. Yeah, the, I still the, dug it. Or what well, it was. wait, wait, wait. Yeah, what, what it was. You guys were. Right. You guys remember that like early on they were talking about it it was the gun that killed their parents, his parents. Um, But I thought that was great. I, I, you know, obviously, you know, I I think it's going to be a successful film. They're going to do a second and third, a new trilogy. Here we go. But I I think um, I think it's great that he used it a couple of times. You know, that was pretty cool. He put it back. And uh, I I think that I think that's great. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the special effects because it's in my brain. Uh, you know, we are on this precipice of being able to um, see films with special effects that sometimes you're like, was that a special effect or is, wait, is that real or is that CGI? And I know the movie used for a few um, background sequences, they use the volume technology from the Star Wars people um, mm-hmm. that uh, the Batman was, was, was up against there. But, you know, there's also some, there are some really fantastic practical effects. Um, I, I, again, just uh, the shots of the city and 
a lot of those exteriors were shot in Chicago. I recognized uh, some of the buildings, and obviously there's some 3D and CGI stuff that is attached to the buildings, specifically the State of Illinois building on Randolph and 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 uh, uh, I think it's the right across the street from City Hall. So the 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 one that I always call the Death Star. It's kind of like a glass building. Yes. So it's got it's got you know it had all those wonderful little like CGI things that were placed on there, which which looked fantastic. Uh, the car chase was amazing, but uh, you know at the end of the day. Um, they can, they have been uh, replicating vehicles in 3D, so the actors can, you know, go full full force on their vehicles and not get hurt. Um, but I, uh, it, it looked fantastic. I think all of it looked really great. Um, I love when they kind of, you know, change cityscapes, especially a city that I am familiar with, uh, into something that's kind of, you know, fantastic and and uh, surreal. In this case, uh, you know, Chicago. Um, I, I think it was great. I think, uh, they did a, an amazing job with, uh, you know, adding, you know, extra dirt to our city and, mm -hmm. uh, grime, which, uh, you know, Chicago always looks great on film on, on the big screen and, uh, kudos. That's yeah. actually what I love the most to think about this movie is it was actually very little CGI. And if there was a ton, I didn't really notice it and it must've been seamless, but this right. felt more practical mish, mish, than yeah. anything. Right. And Mission accomplished. It. You know, Very, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of CGI in there, but you know, one of the things that a lot of CGI folks love to kind of uh, you know profess is that if you don't see it, then we did our job. Exactly. And I, and yeah. again, I I know I bring it up a lot, but that is actually I know a lot of you love it and love him, but that's actually what I had a problem with with the Snyderverse. It looks so oh, yeah. fake to me. And I think that's one of the reasons why I just, when it's so CGI heavy, that takes me out of the movie. I don't want to see it. It should be used minimally. Yeah. And I think a movie like this that is supposed to be grounded in a little bit more of the reality mm -hmm. um, right. really benefits from, you know, more practical, a little bit more sophisticated right. CGI. If, if, if you catch my meaning, mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, Bad CGI, obviously, with with as with anything else, kind of draws you out of the movie if you can kind of start seeing the you know the yeah. strings that are attached to to whoever. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, they they did a a, a fantastic job. Um, there was a tweet earlier tonight that said um, I'm going to give you guys two tweets. The first tweet was that this was, and I want to get your reactions. This was the best Batman movie slash superhero movie ever. What do you guys think about that tweet? I saw that too, yeah. Uh, no. I don't think it was the best. No. The best Batman and be and or best superhero? I do not. There are several that I can think of. Infinite Wars or Infinity Wars all by itself. For me anyways. And then sure. end game separately, but putting them together and watching mm -hmm. them that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that. I think there are several Marvel movies that that on that taking me to another place, full enjoyment. Mm. I think Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm sorry, that one surprised the hell out of me. Sure. Me too. I enjoyed yeah. the shit out of that movie. The first one, I enjoyed the hell out of it. So I, I, so yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. I think that this iteration of Batman is solid. I think that the world that they created is solid, and I think they have a lot of. There's a lot of good threads to pull. Um, I if they get longer, 
I think that becomes an issue. If they stay two and a half, two forty-five, I think they should be okay. But yeah, they start to fucking Lord of the Rings on us, and all of a sudden the finale is five and a half hours long. Yeah, I don't know, but there's a lot of promise. And oh, one thing I did want to ask you guys: Did you hear about what they uh, the the different things that Pattinson was talking about, like his ideas for the sequel? He wants to do uh, Court of the Owls. The Court of the Owls, but yeah. Tower- the calendar killer or calendar man. Yeah, yeah, I heard that too. Going into the long, the the long Halloween. Mm-hmm. That's what. Uh, yeah, that that if they do it this way, and this is mm-hmm. this is the thing. It was the first movie. Doing it this way, I think that now there's promise. I see Hush. I see I see the long Halloween. There are there are now I can mm-hmm. now associate this world with those things. Sure. Christian Bale. Not really, because that's not how Chris Nolan set that up. It wasn't right. set up that way. This one, the way this one was set up, and the way they took you on the journey with marrying up uh, Zodiac with Seven and, and and Batman, sort of that way, I think the, the real-world grittiness is the most real-world grittiness in that sense, the most real Gotham we've seen. Yeah. If they're talking that way, I didn't, I thought that joker's gotham was cool but that was in the 70s so what would a modern modern gotham look like if it started off like the jokers you know that kind of thing so i did i did like that but there were yeah i don't know i don't i don't see it how Mm -hmm. i don't know how it's the best it's as a as a standalone see that's my thing I love Infinity Wars. I love Endgame. I was just telling the ladies of Red 5 earlier. I, I, there was like tissues all around me in the theater because I was crying so much with Endgame. It was a great movie. But those movies don't work by themselves because you ha- of everything that precedes it. Like I can't sure. watch those. Like someone who's just watching them can't watch those without watching everything else. So it's kind of hard for me to compare this standalone Batman movie to two movies that have 20 movies before them that you need to lead up right. to it. It's one collective the, thing. All the origin movies, all the first. Okay, movies. fine. All the origin movies. I would still say the Batman is better than a lot of the origin movies that, that I've seen. And oh. I love, and I loved Shang-Chi. Everyone knows that I loved that movie. I, I love the first Thor and this and that, but best superhero movie. I just really have a hard time putting it up against the Dark Knight. I still think the Dark Knight is actually the best <laughs> superhero movie we've ever gotten amongst yeah. DC and Marvel. I think you're right. I think it's uh, it's up there. And like I said, you know, you, uh, I can't think of anyone other than uh, you know Heath Ledger as, as one of the it's most hard. brilliant Jokers mm-hmm. out there. Um, but this movie brought me a lot of joy. Like I said, this felt like Batman. So. In that term, in that sense, I think they did a really fantastic job. I, I agreed with Joker's voice real quick. What did he say? I wasn't a Shang-Chi fan. <laughs> He's like, it sucked. And I, I looked at it, it was like, You suck, I, Joker. I, yeah, you suck, Joker. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, okay, another tweet. It was uh, someone talking about the fact that this might uh, garner some Oscar noms uh, this year. Shut up, Bravo. I only see it. <laughs> I only see it get well. Obviously, it'll, I, I think it'll be the variety. I think, in terms of maybe like effects or whatever, maybe okay, so, co- yeah, makeup effects, and costume, the more technical makeup, stuff, I can see it getting sure. nominated. In terms of best picture and acting, 
I can see them throwing it a bone maybe for best picture. It what about screenplay? Win. I won't I won't win. Screenplay I could see maybe. Acting screenplay. screenplay, I could see that. Yeah. Acting. Best adapted screenplay. Is that how they do it? Because of Batman being a right. it's not an original piece, so uh I mean I, I really did like Paul Dano. I mean I could see them honestly throwing him a nomination. Would he win? No, I don't think so. I don't think You know what's win. funny for me for me he was the weakest point, like I said it in the chat earlier, mm-hmm. um earlier today, because I like that actor to me is not a draw and then yeah. he just looks he always looks like an accountant. So he he's not very scary. And then when right. they unmasked him, okay, but he still looks like an accountant. To be scary? Well I know that's of how you know, they were he's doing tying it. people up with masking that. tape and he's really creepy and he, you know at, at the, the beginning you hear him the like actual Riddler, <laughs> I know but at the end of the day the actual Riddler really isn't <laughs> scary in my personal opinion like in the sure, comics so right well, and yeah. like you said he's wearing a costume that makes him a lot I mean listen I'm wearing a costume right now and I can tell you right now I feel very different wearing a costume than I do sure. wearing street clothes so I get that aspect of it I don't I see it very differently than other people yeah right no yes and i think i right and colin farrell wasn't in it enough maybe no. john Turturro. good point he Nicole. really was yeah he really was really good no it's true and both of them played the joker oddly enough yeah yeah it's not like it's unheard of right no no i just don't know how much i would how many nominations i would actually throw at this movie or what movies it's going against. Because that's, that's exactly the that's the other We have a whole thing year ahead of us. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, so I it, think it's a little premature. Oscar season is, you know, November or whatever. So it is a little premature. Would I? Well, see, that's the other thing, too. That's who I was thinking of. Joker on point again, talking about Jeffrey Wright. Now, as far as the second character, I liked surprisingly more after the movie than going in. Jeffrey Wright was it. He was, um, he was the actor in the moment to transcend Gordon to whoever Gordon needed to be. Now, do I think that Gordon should be changed for any reason? No. But there are different iterations of Gordon, even as a white dude. So he's six foot five. He's the same height. He's eye to eye to Batman. He's like this. And you got Gary Oldham and you got all these different just as a fan i don't know what i don't know any history and this is why when i went into the batman this one looking at it as though i'm just a fan i don't know i know batman it's iconic but dazzle me let's tell me the story and with gordon gordon didn't have he, he was completely perfect in that role because it didn't have it could have i don't know it, he transcended. I don't, I don't know what what buzzword I'm looking for, but I think that he did well because he was the unimposing secondary to this fucking dude, who's mm-hmm. he's letting into a crime scene, and they're like, "Gordon, are you losing you?" Right. And he's he's perfect. Jeffrey Wright was perfect as the look, dude. I'm just trying to fucking solve this shit. Yeah. People aren't fucking helping me. No one knows what's going on. Exactly. Dude wants to help us out. So you gonna as well. Right, exactly. You're gonna tell him no? Yeah, exactly. He was really good, man. He really blew me away. With Chris Nolan's again, with Chris Nolan's Batworld, 
Mm-hmm. You're like Gary Oldham's fucking sixty, dude. How is he? How is he like the rank of a thirty-year-old? And then he's Commissioner Gordon, like the next movie, which of course makes sense because they wanted to get him to Commissioner Gordon. Right. But is he supposed to be sixty? No, the actor. I was gonna himself, say. Right? Oh, the actor. I was gonna say. <laughs> Just like Christian Bale in in. Batman. Yeah, yeah, he's right. Not, he's supposed to be playing somebody young. Clearly, he's not, not. twenty-two or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. But again, it goes on what iteration of Batman are you going off of and what are you trying to show? And then again, Hollywood looking at the time set. Okay, well, for every two years or three years a movie comes out, the actors are going to be so, you know, whatever age they're at. And we have right. to sort of, we can write to that. Taylor too. Um, right. I th- I did think that he did convincingly play. I don't know. taking his pants off. Doing, Ro? I know. You're being very unprofessional. I know. I, I can't. He's taking his pants off. Again? So, there are, they've been off for the last hour. Oh, my. <laughs> no, funny. but, yeah, I really really loved this Gordon. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. Blew uh, he's me a, and he's again, a phenomenal I, actor. And, again, I loved how much they work together. I mean, really, rack your brain. Right, of Every yeah. Batman movie we've ever had. This is the most I've ever seen Batman working with Gordon. And vice versa, and I loved the whole scene where he was pretending to giving to giving him a talk, and then he punched him just so yeah. Batman could escape. Like it was very well done, and I even did like the little, very subtle humor that was in this movie. Because... That was the other thing too. Yeah, yeah, they did that. They did that well. It was pretty I good. Th- I thought maybe you'd pull that punch. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> That's it's, good. It's, it, I was like. All right, that was when Penguin was all locked up and they're walking away, and he's like, Uncuff me, you sons of bitches. (laughs) Colin Farrell was really good, I gotta tell you. Oh, and did you catch that other little uh, talking about when when he was cuffed? There was a long shot in the alley when Uh when they when Gordon and Batman left, and he's like, Are you guys gonna cuff me? He was waddling like a penguin. Yes, he was waddling like a penguin. Yes, I was like, that is so great. I was like, are you going to cut me out of this? Yeah. Now, really quick, because we haven't spoken about it yet, and I didn't wear this costume for nothing. I really loved Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, and I liked them together. I really did feel their chemistry. I loved the tension between her and Batman. And again, she was very Catwoman. She. You know, she wanted to help him, but at the same time, she was so focused on her friend that she still, like, wanted sure. to go out and do her own thing. You know what I mean? I don't know. I thought I really I, – I was hoping that she'd be, like, the best thing since Michelle Pfeiffer because we haven't really had anything else. And she really, really impressed me. I, I loved her as Catwoman. I was very pleased. There are aspects of Gotham's um, – I don't know if, if it was intentional or not, but the, the Gotham Selena – that they had um the actress I, I don't know anything about her but the way that she played with um bruce bruce yeah the 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 manipulation that 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 actress did and it was so yeah. convincing i mean, don't get me wrong these kids are like i don't even know how old they are and i'm just yeah, like, yeah they started she, and they started young. out young, yeah, they, young. they both yeah. started out young so it's mm-hmm. almost they grew up together yeah right that bitch yeah. is manipulative as fuck so by the time season whatever came and the and the 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 TV show was trashed by the last season, but by in the first couple, they were so mm-hmm. young and she's just that twistingness that she was doing. Mm-hmm. I think Zoe, I think the disconnect with me was, um, uh, the, the manipulation seemed more, it, she was just less manipulative. 
I thought in, in that sense of having her own sort of, I'm, she went along and, and that was the thing was that she, she got distracted twice because she was there for her friend or whatever it was. Right. But it wasn't like she's only with Batman until this point where she can sneak away. Yeah. Like a Selena would that, you know, in a different iteration or whatever, like, mm. okay, he's distracted. I'm going to boop. No, she was like, wait, what? My friend's this way. And he was like, no, we got it. And she was like, nope, friend. And it was a distraction, but it was a choice she made. Don't get me right. wrong, but the manipulation, I didn't, that sexy sort of Arkham city manipulation that she does in the video game and that sort of thing. And that's, you know, um, my, my, just so everyone's aware, my entire knowledge Rachel. of Catwoman comes from, Michelle Pfeiffer, a little she's bit not, of the animated series, right? A she's little bit of the not her story. origin story at all, and, and not really video. how Catwoman is, yeah. Right, but in the video games, I think that, you know, despite, or not despite, but in addition to how she's dressed, mm -hmm. I think how they interact in the game yeah. translated well, because that's, I think, probably an aspect you're going to get into, the Arkham City aspect that mm -hmm. didn't occur to me until after the movie was over. Like I didn't see it as it was going on, and then someone was pointing out to it. I have to. I would have to see it again to, to know to see what they were seeing because I didn't. I didn't see it as it was occurring. But um, in forty-five days, I'll see it, or forty-three days, I'll see it on HBO Max. <laughs> but uh, when that happens, I'll look for the Arkham City, and I think that's that's the Catwoman, the the aesthetic that you were talking about, mm -hmm. the aesthetic, and and then as as well as the interactions between them there's strong points to show that they're that's what they're doing is sort of building an idea based in that direction of arkham city the arkham city video games i really am waiting for the second movie and i do hope that matt reeves can get both of those movies mm -hmm. greenlit because yeah, this absolutely. really was still very much somewhat of an origin story so they've only just met for the first time so i'm hoping obviously that they'll bring her back for the second movie and It'll be a little bit more familiar between the two. Sure. How long would you say this entire, like, actual real time? Like, mm -hmm. from beginning to end, what what time? Oh, like, how long do you think this right. occurred? Well, a week? A week? I would I say think. a week. I think this happened mm -hmm. maybe over a week. Because yeah. of the murders and everything? Yeah, maybe a week and a half right. if you want to push it to that. Get, yeah. At the end, I was trying to get that. Like, how, how long has this been going on? Like, yeah. has the city's been dealing right, with this? Right, right. And then at the end, they leave the... the that was what I was thinking about with Arkham, uh, mm -hmm. Arkham City is that because Gotham now is cut off from mainland, whatever it is just now, it's totally surrounded by water and there's a whole aspect of it. That's totally underwater. Right. I mean, you got croc, you got all these mm -hmm. different aspects that could totally come up and, and gangs and stuff and areas without power that, and it's just this perpetual cycle that they can't, the boroughs get worse and, and it's just it's a whoop gotham was kind of on the edge mm -hmm. and then when when they broke the seawall that's yeah. it now it's yeah. completely separate when we catch up next time shit's be been more... bad for two yeah. years or whatever right and obviously there's more uh there's more you know the obvious i guess spoilers but you know when we hear um the Riddler's uh, cellmate, uh, or you know, I was just going to ask, what you guys think about that? You know, it's just a nice little tease. We know exactly who this guy was. I, uh, you know, again, I don't know if I know, liked it. Heath, Heath Ledger in my brain. It's not even know? about that. I don't know if I like that they included Intrad him at all right away. Yep, okay. at all. 
because okay. I don't want this to mimic Nolan and I don't want right. the second movie now to be Joker centric, just like the dark Knight. So I'm hoping this was just a tease and that sure. again, maybe he's going to be used very little in the second mm -hmm. movie and then maybe save him for the end. Cause I, I understand you really cannot have Batman with, without Joker. Mm. Honestly, I, I do get that. I mean, it's his number one arch enemy, but I, it's yeah. been done so many times and batman has such a wonderful rogue gallery of villains like mm -hmm. i want to see mr freeze and i think you could do oh. that in a in a more grounded yes because i know he has very supernatural type villains you know as much as i would love to see poison ivy for once a good poison ivy i still can't even see it being done in this matt reeves world because it is so grounded so, oh, but, she's so fantastic! Yeah, I, see. I love Poison yeah. Ivy. I would love Killer to see Croc that. Is, There's yeah. got yeah, even Killer Croc. I don't know if you'd be able to do that with you no. know in such a grounded movie and not no. find it silly. Mm -hmm. They'd have to walk on and and be in this world as far as just. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's what this movie does do is it transcends even the Dark Knight. It it's not that it feels comic bookish. It's mm -hmm. just that there are fantastical things that are going on throughout that right. series how he you know flies through the you know just different aspects of it where he's not doing that in this it is yeah. everything he has what he does he does he's face jumping right but he has the gear and it's like mm -hmm. the bale series or the yeah. Nolan series it's it's based in reality mm -hmm. and there are there, there are places you can take that because he's so simple and he is walking around with a and that's what was on his leg i believe yeah. that's what they were trying to show a gas mask yeah. So he's carrying that around or whatever. So he has a gas mask on. So I'm thinking Scarecrow. I'm thinking. All yeah, Scarecrow, that'd be good. Right. So you can do Two Face realistically. We saw that already. We didn't get a lot of him, but I would like to see Two Face as well. I, I think. I think to your point with Joker, I think mm -hmm. mimicking so close to Nolan's movies, mimicking any of those. I think it'd be a bad idea. Right. And and even doing Falcone, I was like, mm, like doing it again, like. I know. I wasn't sure at first but, either. I agree. But I, I, I think that, I think everyone in it is did a very good job of making this their own Batman. Agree. I, I, I don't so think too. that. I don't think anyone will disagree with that. I think it, the level of enjoyment, or you know, I think that can all be discussed separately. But yeah, no, I, Joker, that's I, Joker in a second movie is I. That's not gonna I. I can't even get my words out. Joker needs to be in a third movie. Yeah. I, I said it. Go out yeah. with a bang. Third movie. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. He leads up to Joker and he's still young. And yeah. who, who knows? Did you guys That's see who it is? What? Like who's playing him? Did you guys? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't oh, see. Yeah. Who, the actor who was is? it? The guy from Eternals, right? The guy from Eternals. The, the, one, the one that was, you could tell, was... He looks like Ezra in a relationship Urkel. with the deaf with the deaf uh, the deaf character. What the back. heck's his name? I haven't seen it. While you're thinking of that, I just want to remind everybody. I want to remind everybody in the chat. <gasps> Hold on a second. Um, next week. Next week we are announcing the winner of the DC Multiverse Batgirl action figure. Uh, we uh, announced uh, how you can win this when we did our female superhero episode with comics and cosmetics if you had not uh, listened to that episode make sure you listen to it 
and uh, see how you can win this from McFarland Toys. It's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. We only have one. We have one entry at this point. I took myself out of it because I'm the co-host. I want someone else to have it. Yeah. I want a listener to have it. That three jokers line is actually pretty cool. They're the the, the McFarland or whatever. They're just like Hasbro and their GI Joes mm-hmm. are getting better. I don't know if you can... This guy, Druid. Oh, okay. I can yeah. see him as going forward. I can definitely see him as. A I don't Joker. think that's bad, actually. Yeah. He's got an unnerving face for a Joker. Yeah. But but if you caught the nuances, did you catch the shit? They're like the the hair and yeah. The, yeah. You kind of, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how they, what how he manifests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would have to agree with you guys. Bring him in on the third one, and uh, see how he fares. I, love my mom. I, don't, I don't know. She just texted me. I'm sure you know this already. The Batman formally releases on HBO Max April 19th, 2022. <laughs> so she's very excited. So there you go, guys. Very nice. nice. HBO Max. You're absolutely right. Can't be worse than Jared Leto. Except that I will say that I sort of appreciated the nod in uh, the Snyderverse, bringing Joker back and having that little interaction. I like I enjoyed the shit that Joker. Interaction. Right. At the end of the Snyderverse, right. That, that one I liked. The one in Suicide Squad? Ass. Nope. Garbage. I've never, nope. never seen any of the Suicide Squad nope. movies. The, nope. Oh, we... Okay. Don't. I, I, bravo. I, because uh, I like the James Gunn one. We'll come back and I will, yeah. I got some stuff for James Gunn. I know that you two have become close over the last few weeks. I know. <laughs> He's in my chirp D circle. Oh, I'm sorry. That's uh, have funny. We failed, have we failed to uh, mention the 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 big news, the big tweet, the big shout out? Yo, I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm still like. Resar- I still can't believe that. Yeah, I'm in shock. Rosario Dawson, that was awesome. Oh, Rosario oh Dawson, yeah, yeah. Shout out. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, I'm like, "What are you talking about?" The Rosario, Rosario Dawson is a scuttle buddy. She listened yeah. to our interview with Brian Sipe, supposedly, awesome. but uh, I think that's cool. That's really cool. Hey, whether she listened to it or not, I don't care. She shouted us out. Yeah, she shouted <laughs> so us out. Yeah, enough. that's really are, cool. Yeah. Just attracting all the stars, man. You guys. Speaking of stars, I want to play a little thank you video to uh, our patron. Uh, Bravo, obviously you are one of them, but uh, we'll be back in a few minutes um, just to say a big thank you to all the people that support the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast. Here we are. All right, time for the big thank yous, podcast family, to those of you that support the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. Team Scarif gives you all a heartfelt thank you, wonderful people who have found it in their hearts to support our show. We're super lucky to have you. Hello there. Folks like Amanda, Jedi Caligula 89, Joey Rosales, what up, Joey? The Salty Crew at the Salty Nerd Podcast, Alex and Matt. Super fan of many of the Red 5 pods, Nicholas Schaefer. Follow him at Backyard Tardis. What's up, Nick? Our Star Wars celebration friend, Chad, at Hyperspace and Holocrons. Jay from Florida. Our other Floridian, Frank, at the Garrison level. Big thanks. And certainly not least, our executor level patrons, 97 Bravo and the Convergence Podcast. 
and Scott and Kim from the Used and Abused podcast. Big thanks, you Red Fivers. Go give them a follow. Huge respects to all our patrons for your support. And if you want to become more involved in the Scare of Scuttlebutt community and feel like becoming a patron, head over to patreon.com slash scare of scuttlebutt. And remember, we can't have the scuttle without the butt. Don't forget, it's always sunny on Scarif with patrons like you. Yes, bravo. Thank you very much for being one of our wonderful patrons You're to bring so us. Bad, bro. <laughs> what happened? That wasn't me. What? Uh-huh. What? What? <laughs> but uh yeah so uh all pants are off here at the scare of scuttlebutt podcast and uh yeah a lot of fun to be had no, for sure no standing up no standing up your chair's cold but you can't stand up <laughs> <laughs> any uh final thoughts on the batman i loved it and now i know what a condom feels like <laughs> <laughs> no you feel like what a dick feels like I didn't want to go there. I was trying to be good. Oh, wow. I wanted to give you all the curse words today. (laughs) No, seriously. Thank you. Bravo. You were so wonderful. What? Yes. Thank you for, thank you you for joining us tonight. Yeah. Oh yes. Thank you so much. And thank everybody in the chat who uh, participated. Uh, we had a lot of wonderful friends and people that uh, participated. And I know a lot of people wanted to join us, but uh, they had not seen the Batman yet and uh, are saving it for afterwards. Uh, we got uh, some really good thumbs up. Thank you, everybody, for chiming in. And uh, since uh, Bravo is our guest tonight, let's, uh, let's have him sign off. Does he know what the sign-off is? And that's he the scuttlebutt. Yeah. <laughs> I, say, Woo! I said he better. Let's go. All right, and guys. I'm sorry for all the noise. Yeah, I know. Can I do that again? We should do a, like a scare if, uh, what is that, ASMR? I demand it. Let's do another take. Yeah, I know. She's over there. <laughs> all right, let's do another take. And that's the scuttlebutt. Woohoo! Woo. Thank you, chat. Thank you, friends. Visit the Red 5 Network and the Scare of Scuttlebutt. Talk to you guys later. Hello.